buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon, and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here from Remax Results. Every Saturday from 12 to 1 on KDAL 610 AM on your dial. Gary, good afternoon. How are you? Jim, we're doing good. How about you? Pretty good. We got some uh, exciting stuff on the show today. Um, our second segment is going to be Rich Levin, um, and that's an interview that I did um a couple of days ago, and Rich Levin is uh, kind of our uh, guru on uh, national real estate happenings, and as far as uh, he's one of the best speakers around, and uh, knows a lot, and he's got a lot of coaching clients, so it was a really good interview, so. Yeah, That's Rich is a up. good interview. He's a national speaker. He's a national real estate coach. I think he's based out of Atlanta, isn't he? Yeah, he's based out of Atlanta. Yeah, the first time I, the first time I ever heard him, it was at the National Association of Realtors Convention. Uh, I don't know, this is like 10 years ago. And it was a room of like I, probably 1,500 people. So it was uh, quite intense. And uh, at that time, he was predicting um, a recovery um, from the recession, I believe. And uh, it was good. And this interview that I did with him today or the other day was really good as well. So that's in the second segment. Well, with all the COVID-19 stuff that's going on and the pandemic that we've been locked down here in the last month and a half, it'll be really interesting to hear his perspective on what's going on uh, with the real estate communities nationally. And we really haven't talked about that much recently. So that's, uh, and Rich is a good guy. We've had him on the show before, and he's got a lot of insight into uh, real estate on a national level. And he's he's kind of boots on the ground, you know, talking to agents across the country. So. Uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be a good interview. Yep, and from Atlanta, I think isn't isn't Atlanta a little bit of a hot spot, but um, for the COVID. But anyway, um, that's what we're doing on the second segment of the show. But we got some local news that's pretty big right now with taxes. Yeah, and uh, we wanted to kind of talk about that. So I'm sure that all of our listeners know that the uh, there's some new evaluations that have gone out in uh, West Duluth. And also in um, also in uh, downtown and some of the commercial sectors. Well, the uh, the reevaluations here in the story that was published in the Duluth News Tribune here this week, um, it it obviously doesn't come at a good time to be delivering this type of message when so many people are being affected financially, um, you know, from this not being able to work and and uh, you know not having any money, and so this is kind of a uh, kick in the gut type of a of a story that you know people are getting reassessed on, and uh, um, it's unfortunate. You know, a couple of these commissioners say, "Hey, it's overdue." You know, we're just catching up with, with property values, but nevertheless, it's uh, uh, it's still something that's um, it's difficult. It's difficult, and it's difficult for property owners and everybody. So, love to see how this shakes out, and uh, I think over the next couple of weeks, maybe we can get Greg Fulmer in here, Jim, and. Uh, He's kind of the commercial guru nationally, and I know he was speaking on this uh, about a year and a half ago 
when when the, the property valuations were were I'm not going to say they were inaccurate, but they were just like out of whack, and they had to go in and reassess and readjust everything. And that was a big that was a big topic back then too. So um, this, is a, this is a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. And you know, for for people, just a reminder: the county took over the assessing authority for the city of Duluth, correct? Um, and they have yes. been they've been sort of playing catch up, which was also in the article. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. It, it hits at a time when, well, there's a lot of things hitting at the same time, isn't there? You know, I mean, this COVID thing has really put our country on edge, and uh, this is just another thing that adds to homeowners and uh, businesses uh, things to put on the worry list. You know, uh, I was also, you know, the Tribune had an article, but wow, did Facebook ever blow up? Um, I was noticing that there are a lot of people saying, you know, my my personal assessment on my home went up by 30%, by 35%, by 27%. Um, and then there was just streams of answers going up and down and comments from people that, you know, were also impacted by this. But, hey, I, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. But uh, it's, it's something that the, the county had to do um, and the city had to do according to mandate from the state. We all have to have an equalized – we have to be taxed at the same rate is kind of what they're saying or at the same, the same way. And some of those properties, Gary, you remember they, they hadn't been physically inspected in 15 years. Um, that's very unusual. Well, it is. Um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a, an issue for many, many years. I mean, as far back as I can remember is the, the, uh, discrepancy between actual market value and estimated market value or assessed value. We, you know, if you remember back as we go into the nineties and two thousands, it was just out with a big discrepancy and they started really started to catch up on the residential uh, side of things as we got into the late nineties, early two thousands to where it was a little bit more in balance with what actual uh, places were actually selling for versus what they were assessed at. Right. And so, uh, you know, catching up on the commercial side, I understand the logic, but I still think it's a, it's a big, uh, um, the timing of it is just unfortunate and I hope everybody can work through it. And, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with this thing, you know, as we move forward, you know, St. Louis County is a big County and, um, you know, Duluth is a big, I think it's the largest population center in St. Louis County. So obviously we're going to be affected here in, in, uh, in Duluth uh, on a much larger scale. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, and, and it's just another of the uh, developments that is going on in the COVID world, I guess. So we are recording this on Thursday and we're recording it in the morning, but... Um, this afternoon in Minnesota, um, the governor, Governor Walls, is going to announce some of the relaxations that are going to be happening. And um, that'll be interesting to see, too. So, Do you think he's going to wide open? We're going to just go wide open and no. everybody's going to be able to go back to work? Or are they going to do <laughs> yeah. it a uh, little bit here, a little bit there? <laughs> well, you don't think that either, do you? No, I don't. I don't think that either. I think I think that Walls is going to Governor Walls will err on the side of caution. If anything, I would think. Um, I think that, you know when you when you look at this logically, and 
you say where are the biggest places that people are going to be gathering you know you're gonna it's going to be restaurants it's going to be bars it's going to be hotels uh all those types of things and so i think that you know if he if he still keeps the um the hospitality industry in in check a little bit i could see that happening but uh yeah. i think people really want to get back to work and i think people have have, have uh you know been had enough of this and and uh, want to be safe obviously but uh at the same time, too, uh, people are ready to roll. Yeah, and I, you know, I've, I've, uh, th- there's a lot of heartbreak. You know, there's a lot of people that are really worried about their financial future because w- what's going to happen? Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, there's got to be a lot of respect given to that. Um, another thing that we should talk about is this first round of stimulus money, um, which was gobbled up. Um, there's reports out coming now, and of course, the second wave is out, but there's reports coming out on the first uh, that. A lot of the big banks squeezed out the little ones from even getting a seat at the table, uh, and and that was a lot of the um, a lot of the kickback on that. And uh, let's hope the second round does a better job because some of these big big companies that have smaller corporations and they all filed as smaller corporations, they kind of gobbled up all of the money. So, like one example was the the Ruth. Or the Chris Steakhouses, I think, and then they also own a couple other big franchises, and they sort of—they've uh, given their money back. There's a lot of them that have given the money back, but but they sort of—they've sort of got smart and divided things up um, corporately so that they would qualify. And wow, this second round really has to help some of the small businesses, you know, that got aced out. Have you talked to any of these small businesses that applied for this money and either never heard or? Um, didn't get the money before it was all gone. Well, you know, I've actually, I actually have, and so I have think I. some of it's been, you know, it's so complicated to go file for this thing. By the time we get the money, you know, we're probably going to be back to work, and it's it's kind of what's the point of this. But the other thing, Jim, is if you know they've posted uh, the 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 uh, entities that have got gotten some of this money. And I'm like floored by people yeah. that have applied. You're talking sports teams, all these universities. These are in the tens of millions of dollars that they've given these right. these uh, these these uh, uh, entities, and and it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, this is, you know, are they hurting as bad as like the common American person, the average American person, the middle class people? That money should really be funneling into the the the, uh, the American people. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's it's one of those things to where it's like, you know what? When this happened, I was like, yeah, where's $2 trillion going to end up? You know, because it's sure not going to end up in our hands. Yeah, that's and right. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 so it's one of those things where it's like, well, you, you had to see this coming. And unfortunately, we, the middle class still takes it, takes the brunt of this hurt. And um, trying for everybody trying to work through this that really needs the help, it's, Kind of a uh, not a slap in the face, but it's it's kind of yeah uh, almost insulting. It's like why don't they? Yeah, it's insulting. That's it. It, it was kind of a money idiot. run. Yep. So, all right, Gary. Hey, listen, we're we're coming up on our first break here. So why don't you give out your phone number uh, before we cut? Okay, I'm at two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. And my number is two one eight three four eight seven six five three. All right, Gary. We got to take our first break here, folks. Stay tuned. Right, coming up next is Rich Levin, and uh, it's a pretty good interview, so make sure you hang around. 
Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding, Gary Callagher here every Saturday from 12 to 1 on 610 KDAL. AM on your dial, of course. And this segment, uh, as promised, is an interview with a good friend of mine, Rich Levin. Um, he is a real estate coach, real estate national speaker, um, and kind of everything real estate. He is the founder of a company called the Real Estate Grad School, and he is out of Atlanta. And like we, uh, like we were talking about earlier, um, I wanted to call Rich and get his, um, I, his take, I should say, on what is going on down in the Atlanta Georgia market, and then plus, because Rich has got coaching clients all over the country, maybe we can, he can fill us in on some other areas too and some, some things that are going on. So with that, Mr. Rich Levin, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm, I'm, I'm good, Jim, really good, um, and it's an interesting time to have a conversation. I believe you're right. And thanks for the nice introduction. And I do have some interesting, forgive me for calling my own comments interesting, but I do have a, a, a wider perspective because I probably each week talk to agents in well more than a dozen states, between 12 and 20 states. Wow. Um, and so, and, and obviously everybody across the country is dealing with this. And there is some real difference between somebody trying to, an agent working to, uh, a list or sell a house, put on the market or sell a house in New Jersey or New York versus in Nebraska or even, you know, in Chicago versus Southern Illinois. So there is a wide uh, diversity of, of experiences out there. Okay. Well, let's do this. Um, I've got a bunch of questions here. Let's just start there. And I know we're going to get into uh, those other areas because I'm very interested in that. Um, okay. So first of all, Rich, you're in Atlanta. So what's the status of the Atlanta real estate market? Um, Atlanta, it's slow everywhere. So let's uh, obviously people over the age of 60 or 70 um, are much more careful about going out to see houses. Basically, I don't think many are going out looking at houses and having their houses shown. And of course, over these last four or five weeks, um, they've it's gotten a little bit more comfortable. People are a little bit less cautious. So that's damp in the market. Um, however, there's a lot of houses being sold. My coaching clients here in Atlanta. Um, are not hitting their goals every necessarily in March and April, but they're probably doing between 50% to 100% of their goals um, in terms of number of houses sold and so on. So it's a it's a steady, consistent market for the agents who are continuing to work in it. So, yeah, I, I mean, we kind of see the same thing here. I, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but um, I think nationwide somebody had said that the housing in the United States overall, the new listings are down by a lot, as much as 40%. Do you do you think that's accurate? Sure. Yeah, I mean, those statistics could be, uh, they're going to be wildly different all over the place. But listings, you know, I, I have a, an attitude about what's going to happen next year, and we'll probably talk about that. But I think buyers are more eager to buy. Buyers want to get in their next house. Buyers who want to buy this spring feel held up. Oh, yes. Whereas sellers... More, more buyers in that situation. Sellers, since they already have a place to live, unless it was something really compelling their move, um, it makes sense it'd be more sellers who are pausing and delaying than there would be buyers. Right. 
Yeah, I, I kind of see the same thing, and, and uh, buyers are all over listings. We, we all know in our area here, if you have a, a, a decent listing for sale, it's going to be sold in short order. Um, yeah. So, And that's what we've kind of been preaching on the radio as well. So, all right. Of all that, now let's it's go back. Funny, Jim, you know that you and I know yep. that's true in every market. If you have a decent listing that's priced accurately, it's going to sell really quickly. Yep, exactly. So, okay, let's see. Of the areas in the country that you coach, um, so like obviously New York is one market that is affected. What are some of the other areas that are like affected where they're, they're just like is almost a shutdown? Well, you know, something interesting about New York, too, I have some clients who are still selling still selling houses. Sometimes I have a client in Boston, um, and I, I'm sure he won't mind me using his name if that's okay with you, Jim. Oh, yeah. So his name's Bob Gill, and he works in Boston, and he did a webinar for us on doing a virtual showing where he just he showed a floor plan of the house, showed how he's going to tour you through the house, then with a camera, he went through the house showing you those things. And he had all the data. He had tax records and sale records. And it was just, it was uh, 20, 30 minutes. He said he does it when other agents want to show properties he has for sale. And so there are people putting deals together with, with literally, with very little, if any, you know, actually seeing the live property. Um, as crazy as that would have sounded to me before this, I know now that it's actually happening in some cases. Wow. So let me ask you a question before we go back into this. Is that a webinar that I can watch? <laughs> sure. Um, okay. Did you still have access? Uh, if not, I can. Yeah. I can um, yeah. No, yeah. I, I think so, I don't. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's really know, awesome. It is, I mean, our, it is on our password protected website, but if you don't have access, let me know and I'll get you in. Okay. So, um, and like our area seems to be one of the least affected areas. And, and I, from your, your beginning comments, it seems like, and that was one of my questions, it seems like that seems to be what you're seeing as well. That other areas are just like just going on, like almost as if there's nothing going on. Um, yeah, I mean everybody's shelter in place, so that you know that's all going on. But um, it, it is true that my client, uh, Springfield, Illinois, and in many many other places around the country, are uh, again slower, but um, still selling. Yep. Okay, so here I've got I've got one written down here. Um, Although this is no, we know this is unpredictable, right? What is your best guess as to when our markets will get back to normal once the stay-at-home orders are lifted? Oh, once the stay-at-home orders are lifted? Yeah. Um, I think we're going to get back to, to business very quickly. And that, uh, you know, you and I both, Jim, have been in slowed-down markets before. Now, I don't, I've never, we've never seen anything like this before, thank God. Right. But in terms of slowdowns in the market, man, we've seen that happen for all kinds of reasons. And real estate does build up a pent-up demand so that I expect – as a matter of fact, you're seeing it already with just a little bit of relaxing, the states being able to make their own rules. Um, you're Just with that announcement, you, we're starting to see more real estate activity. So once the, the stay-at-home order is actually lifted in each state and across the country, I think we're going to be back in business – it's going to have a huge bounce, but I think we're going to be back in business in the process here. Okay, I got you. Um, so now at the Safe at Home orders in, in uh, Minnesota, it began on March 27th. Wisconsin began on March 
17th with both currently um, ongoing and um, comparing the, the market to 2019 in our market, um, when the stay at home uh, began, our company with 1,300 agents, showings were down by 48% and new listings were down 29% and our pendings were actually up by 8% over last year, but they then they quickly dropped down to about 23% down. So, um, and then I, I've seen numbers, and those were just a quick snippet of what it was. Uh, since I wrote this even a week ago, I've seen those numbers start to rise. So any comment on that? I mean, it to me, the timeline was pretty perfect. I, I thought that once they announced the shutdown, it would take a while, and it sure did, and then it really tumbled, but now it seems like it's coming back a little bit. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, 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 um, real estate is, if you think about real estate, there's no infrastructure to our business. So, you know, it's not like a store that you have to open and clean and stock your inventory, bring employees back on. It's not a production thing where you have to produce something, get your equipment back up in gear. Man, agents, like, with, with, in an instant, we can call a buyer, go show a house, go over to a, a, a person who's selling and put their house on the market. So there's no lag time. So that we come back like instantly. Plus, our the buyers and sellers do not like to be held up. So uh, I, 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 I'm, I would say um, that it makes all that makes sense. That even the slightest little open, realtors are going to come pouring through that opening, not just because they want to do business, of course they do, but because their clients, the buyers and sellers are, are pushing, when can I get out and see a house? You know, we want to be in before the fall, or can you get like that? So I think that we have a very, a very, what do you call that, um, like easy to moving business. Yes. So it's not surprising it reacts quickly. And I'm finding that, um, for example, like we are, we are um, considered an important business, of course, but I'm finding that uh, a lot of people are like very... Uh, yeah, let's go look at houses. You know, let's go look at a couple of houses. We can stay six feet apart. Anything to get out of my house, you know, kind of a thing. Um, so that that attitude helps <laughs> helps out when you're out there looking because there's a, they're they're really excited to be out and about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we had we had at least one big lender in this in the Twin Cities that put a moratorium on on new mortgages about a month ago altogether. I don't know if they've listed lifted it, but I've never heard of another company doing that. Have you heard of that anywhere else? You know, I, I was just reading about, I just read, I, it wasn't a company in, in uh, Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. Wisconsin, but I was just reading a big bank, Chase or somebody, I, I forgive me, I shouldn't use a name because I don't remember what it was. So that was literally in the last day or two. Otherwise, I, I hadn't heard about that. Was there any reason for it? Was it because their appraisers wouldn't, like, for what reason did they run out of, I don't understand why a bank would take that stance. I think that maybe they panicked. Uh, I, 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 have, I have no idea. I, um, they were just, it was a business decision that they made. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. They're, they're also a mortgage company, you know. So it was very interesting that they had put a moratorium on, on new mortgages. Or maybe they were just choosing to only um, concentrate on refinancing. You know, because I know that that was at the same time that that hit. You remember we all the everybody was busy when the rates went down to just historic Yeah, lows. the first few weeks of the coronavirus um, shelter in place, the first month, the banks were not hurting because they were still processing so much refinancing. Exactly. Um, 
So that's just surprising to me that now that they, they probably need the business more, they're making a decision like that. I'm glad that there are many lenders who are not making that decision. Yeah, I got it. Well, and when that happened, it kind of scared me. I thought, oh boy, if this happens along the line, we're going to go right back to, you know, um, the the early '80s um, when it was really yeah, hard to I get would, a loan. Yeah, I would think. Um, I would think that it, it's either something unique to the bank, something unique to the market, uh, politically oriented. It would seem to me there's probably. Right. Uh, something behind that because I I don't think there's any universality to that and man I would think that the federal government would be would be jumping on the funding of that instantly if that began to happen because right. real estate is critical to the economy exactly okay so I got a couple more questions here um, so here's a, here's a perfect question what is the advice that you would give to homeowners who are considering their home on the putting their home on the market but might be a little apprehensive to do so. Um, good, good, really good question. And by the way, I, it amuses me to have you call your own question an excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but that was a very good question. Um, so um, I would say to the homeowners, um, real estate is different than any other type of investment. It's almost not an investment. Now, obviously there is investment in real estate where people buy houses that they rent or small apartment houses, they buy commercial property. But normal residential houses, so like 90%, whatever it is, of the real estate out there is not a commodity. It's not an investment. It's, it's, it's a commodity. It's a home. Um, and therefore, it's really subject to supply and demand. Okay, so we're not being, it's not a market like the stock market where people are speculating. Normal real estate is purely supply and demand. So let's look before this started, you know, six weeks ago, whenever it was, mid, mid um, early to mid-March, the market was very strong. It was every sign, every measurement was that it was going to be a tremendously strong spring for the real estate market. Um, and then this came. So let's remember, we're coming into this with a strong with a strong market. Okay. Now, what was it? What's, what's what, let me define strong market. There were not enough houses for sale for the buyers in most markets around the country. Was that true by you, Jim? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we call it in, in real estate, among the real estate agents, we call it low inventory. Inventory being houses for sale. There was low inventory and more buyers than the houses that came up for sale. So when a house came up for sale, sometimes there'd be multiple offers, more than one person looking for that type of house. So we came in as a strong market. Now, what is, is anything going to happen? The only thing that ever can make prices of real estate go down are two things. For overbuilding, like there's a lot of houses for sale and nobody to occupy them, which will happen because of just overbuilding, which is part of what happened in 2007 and 8, a small part of that. Or some major employer, God forbid, leaves the leaves the area, so all of a sudden you have a lot of homes vacant. But given that that's not happening in too many places, maybe anywhere in the country, so you've got homeowners who don't have a reason to move, aren't being forced to move even if they leave their jobs most of those jobs if not are going to come back or there's going to be further employment so there's nothing creating an excess supply of houses however there's been a month two months three months we'll see how long it is that there are buyers coming onto the market there's people graduating people being transferred there's all kinds of reasons why buyers are coming in 
and there's fewer listings. So somebody's sitting on the sideline saying, let's see what's going to happen to the market. Um, I would suggest that they go ahead and put their house on the market. They may be surprised at how much activity or prepare their house. Talk to a real estate agent or go online, do the research, prepare their house for sale, get it really ready so that when the market opens up, when the shelter in place order is lifted, get their house on the market. And I think they're going to be delighted with the amount of activity, traffic and price that they're going to get. Perfect. Okay, Rich. Well, that's perfect. We, we're just running run right out of time here. So I appreciate um, your thoughts, and uh, I, I love it. I think it's going to be reassuring to our listeners. So uh, once again, everybody, that was Rich Levin, and a uh, good friend of mine, real estate coach, and uh, I think one of the best guys in the know in the world about what's going on in the real estate market in the United States. So once again, Rich, thank you, and uh, we will talk soon. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here from REMAX Results. You know, Gary, we haven't given out our phone numbers yet today, so why don't you go ahead? Uh, folks, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. Yeah, my phone number is 218-348-7653. Okay, Gary, what do you think that owners like and dislike about their homes when they are sheltered in? Uh, apparently, we all we all get to notice what is what is the good and the bad, and um, somebody finally did a poll. So let's talk about it. So, what do you think homeowners love about their home? Well, I think they like um, the um, hopefully the security it provides for them. I think you know just some of the things like natural sunlight. I think people like natural sunlight. I think. Uh, uh, yep. you know, just, just the overall, um, comfort of being in a place that you like to be in. Well, here's the, here's the top six, um, a quiet neighborhood and outdoor space were number one, um, followed very closely to close proximity to grocery stores and pharmacies. Uh, I guess that, that's top of mind, right? Uh, here's an interesting yep. one. Uh, they appreciate an updated kitchen for more cooking at home. Um, natural light coming into the house, like you were talking about. Flexible spaces for crafting and gaming. Uh, and just, I guess, room to expand because, you know, the kids are always home now. Yeah. So, now, what about the things that they wish they could change? Um, biggest one is more space. What okay. do you think about that? Do you, do you have enough space in your house, Care? Yeah, we do. We do, too. We have... Uh, we have we have a whole basement that I can separate myself if, if I need to. <laughs> um, an updated kitchen, which is kind of related to the first one. So they want more kitchen. A home gym. I thought that was interesting. I don't know that I've ever seen that on any list um, of a real popular thing that people want. Uh, updates to the style and the aesthetics of the property. More natural light, which is, again, from the top um, of people people enjoy. Add a yard or patio. And then add a bathroom. So we hear a lot about improving the kitchen and a lot of like we want to add a bathroom or improve our bathroom. Um, in normal times, it's just interesting how these things kind of come up in times like today. So, Well, those are interesting, Jim. And I think the other thing uh, here is what's this going to do to us moving forward? You sure. know, I mean, you're, you're here now. I mean, we've all been sheltered in place here now since basically mid-March. And, you know, 
what, is this going to like begin a trend of like, hey, now that we've we've been through this, and for new if we're going to build a new home or do some renovations, we really realize what we need versus what we had because you know a lot of people, especially people with kids, families and stuff, they don't spend a ton of time in their house other than to sleep, and uh, you know on weekends maybe, but everybody's gone and kids well, yeah. are so active. Yeah, so, I mean, normally you, know, when you got you're forced to live in your house. Yeah. You, you you kind of reassess that and say, hmm, well, you know, all of the activities I are like gone. Being I mean, around there's... my kids this many yeah. times, but I guess what I really don't like being around those noisy little kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got all sports <laughs> are cut out. Their own separate room, right? So. All sports are cut out. All all other activities after school are are cut out. So yeah, the kids are home all the time and. I mean, I don't have two young ones at home, and so I I just can't imagine. Um, how about this? Uh, the last the last section of this article is: um, Has anybody tackled any home improvements since this all started? And guess what? They're kind of like us, right? So, number one is clean out the closets or the garage. Absolutely, I've done it. We've done it, and uh, I totally agree with that. Exactly. Gardening and planting is number two. Now, that's probably just going to be getting started around here, although I did read in the paper that the uh, the, the greenhouses around town are really quite busy. Um, redecorating a room or two. Rearranging the furniture. Uh, I've talked to a couple people that have done that. Uh, one in particular said, I rearranged my furniture. My kids love it, but now I'm not sure that I do. <laughs> so anyway, um, adding a home gym and then adding an office. So um, I would say that, you know, they, they didn't really get into um, too much of the home improvements. The one thing I'd like to add to this, Gary, is that to-do list. You know, that to-do list that's, that's always there. Uh, if you own a property, there's always something that you want to do. And sometimes those things build up. I had a pretty good, pretty good chunk of to-do lists, you know. And I, I'm personally kind of glad that... Um, we still have some of those that uh, is also helping pass the time of being sheltered in. How about you? Well, it, it, interesting that you say this, Jim, because actually one of the things I, that uh, we've done here, and it's we're actually starting this here this week, is you know our kids are involved in activities, and, and we're a big soccer family, and we've been shut down, and you can't practice. There's no practices, and just trying to keep the kids loose, and, and you know all of the, the tournaments have been canceled, the games have been pushed back. And so, you know, we've got, we've got a little bit of, of land around our house. So what I've done is uh, uh, I, um, I'm putting in a miniature soccer field at our house. Really? And, uh, yeah, and we, we, I was able to buy one of the, not the top, the big nets that they have, but the, the one down from that. And so uh, we're going to put a, a little soccer field in, a mini soccer field, and uh, paint the lines on it, and we're going to let the kids at least they can go out there and practice, you know, and if they want to have their friends come over and, and do whatever. It's a little bit removed from our house, you know, to where it's not real close to our house. So uh, that was something that as as all of this was happening, I kept thinking, man, our kids can't, we can go in the backyard and we can run around where our backyard slopes away and it's difficult to get a ball from rolling down the hill or something like that. So we just started looking around a lot and I'm like, yeah, this is a pretty level spot. Let's get a bid and did it. And then it wasn't that expensive. I was really surprised that that it wasn't that expensive so oh really uh, so you've got another a firm what, putting it in yeah we've got a landscaper putting it in and uh uh we've already cleared the trees out of it and uh it should be up and and ready to go once the sod settles in in the next couple of weeks so wow. and that was something that was really 
that was really because of, of the stay-at-home order. I had no no intention of doing this. And and because of this, and we've heard that our soccer season isn't going to start till July something now. So uh, I felt, well, this is we've still got several years left of soccer here, so why not? And uh, uh, so that's something just because of the stay-at-home order that we decided to do. Wow. That's really interesting, yeah. Huh. So how about our... Um... All right, Gary, let's uh, switch gears here and let's talk a little bit about um, rates and some of the other things that are affecting what's going on in our business right now. Well, Jim, you know, the market's still busy. I mean, it's it's not super overheated busy, but it's busy. It's active, multiple offers on houses. And um, uh, one of the things that I think is really helping this is the, the mortgage interest rates. And earlier this week, the mortgage interest rates for a 30-year conventional fix dropped under 3%, Jim. It was yes. at 2.875. In a 15-year, you could get 2.375. <laughs> so yes. these interest rates, they can't get much lower. I mean, I mean, zero would be nice, but that's not going to happen. And so uh, you, people taking advantage of this thing and locking in. And the other thing to remember, if you're getting like a high-dollar home, if you're buying a $500,000-plus home, 1% in interest interest rate annually and then over time 15 or 30 years that's a lot of money. Oh yeah. Yep. And and the savings on this stuff with these interest rates is phenomenal. So talk about a great time to be getting into a house just because the cost of money is so cheap. Uh, this is it right here. Yeah, and the uh, the all the appraisers and everything are busy because of all the refinances going on too. And you know, a thing I'm noticing a lot more and more is just drive-by appraisals. Um, so the coronavirus or no appraisals. We've been dealing with or, some and, of that. And no appraisals. I'm just saying, yeah, the, the virus is really um, transitioning us into the future a lot faster than you and I saw it coming. Well, it's here. It's upon us, and it's happening. We're not going to eliminate appraisals, and we need appraisals. We need the data. It's it's much more in-depth data than, than than we give. And so, but there are some cases to where the analytics are going to show that the price is reasonable. It's within a, a, a guideline of a price that they have. And the credit scores of the people are are uh, strong enough that uh, that's not going to be a risk to the lender either. Right, yeah. I mean, it, it, it does depend on the borrower quite a bit um, and on the, uh, on, the, on the house as well. So um, how about uh, the market that you're in right now are you busy this week actually i've really started to pick up steam here i've been i've been fairly slow all year but uh i've i've really ramped up um and very busy yeah same here closings coming up and uh you know people are still able to close on their property the market is still very busy the the inventory is down significantly so um the prices are holding um for now for sure but uh the uh, the number of houses the in, number of inventory hopefully will go up as the weather starts to clear up a little bit and maybe some of the restrictions ease a little bit more. I, I think so. I think we're going to see a, a a big boom if the stay at home order gets lifted here in the next few days, and I think we're going to see a lot of additional houses come on the market. I agree. I think the stay at home order. I don't think there's anything going to be totally lifted, but man, I think there's got to be. Um, there's probably going to be some changes. Um, how about you and your wife? When's the last time you, I mean, how bad do you want to go out to eat? <laughs> I don't. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, I know, I'm just I'm saying. I, I, I don't. I, I, I've really gotten, and this happened before this. And when we get into the winter and the flu season and that stuff, I'm always really cautious about going into public places because I've always been just so, you know, people sneezing and coughing and stuff like that. I've always been aware of that, and I just uh, yeah. Uh, but but this stuff with all the food and everything, it's it's concerning and. Uh, um, yeah. Well, I know I'm missing the social part of it, and that's for sure. Um, but, hey, we're all going to get through it. Hey, Gary, we're coming up on our last break here. So, folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we will be right back to wrap it up. From government and top lawmakers continue state to Gordon Dean. Administration Dean. officials will testify today in a Senate investigation into allegations. Your neighbor in the Twin Ports for more than 80 years. 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. Hey, welcome back to the last segment of this week's Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here uh, every Saturday from 12 to 1. Gary, give out your phone number one more time here. Folks, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. And my telephone number is 218-348-7653. All right, Gary, time to talk about a couple of properties. Jim, I got a new listing here um, on the market this week, and the address is 4328 Glenwood Street, and that's in our Lakeside neighborhood. And this is a, a, a house that it's a well-taken-care-of house. Uh, these folks have lived in there for oh, about a little over 12 years, uh, and they've done some really neat improvements to it. Um, and they've got uh, they put uh, central air conditioning in this house, and uh, and this was a house that was built in 1966, and those houses didn't have the modern air exchangers in there, but these folks added an air exchanger in there, so you have that. And then they also added a new furnace, and the, the furnace, that, when they put that furnace in, they put in a HEPA air purification system. Oh, really? Uh, because of allergies and those yep. types of things. So they've done some really cool upgrades. And this house is um, a three-bedroom, two-bath ranch rambler, and the sale price is one ninety nine nine. And uh, this is close to Hawk Ridge, it's close to the Lakeside Lester Park uh, areas, and it's uh, within walking distance to the Lake Walk. So, very nice home, 4823 Glenwood Street. Sounds good. Um, I've got a couple of duplexes that I've been working on. Um, one of them might hit the market today, just starting to finish up with the pictures and stuff. Um, and, and that one is uh, relatively inexpensive on Hammond Avenue in, in Superior, only 105 Um it needs a little bit of TLC there, Garrett, in order to make it into the uh, complete um, picture. But, man, it's really going to be a good deal at 105. And then um, tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to look at another one over in West Duluth. And that one is a duplex that has tons of improvements. Um, and it's in a it's a great spot. And uh, I don't even know where the number is on that one yet, but I should have that one listed. So. What kind of bedrooms are in those places? How many bedroom units? Uh, the one in West Duluth is a three-bedroom and a two-bedroom. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. And the one in, in Superior is going to be is two and two. So this guy has been using it as a single family. He just didn't want to deal with the rent, uh, the renters for a while. So it's it's basically been a single family, but it's seriously was built as a duplex, and I'm sure that's the way the new owner is going to use it. So. Well, multifamilies are hot, 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 and so uh, those should do well in the marketplace. Yep, exactly. Okay, Gary, one last time. Shut out your phone number before we check out for the final time. Okay, 218-390-0615. 
And my number is 218-348-7653. Final thoughts, Gary? we got about a minute. Uh, mortgage interest rates are good. Get out there. Get in the marketplace. If you're looking for a home, give Jim or I a call, and uh, we can help you out. Yep, and I would say, you know, don't be afraid. We have a lot of ways to sell houses without getting anybody into your house, um, or very, very few. And the good news is, is that houses on the market now are selling with very few showings.